It's good to be with you today, church. I had the privilege of being pastor here a few years ago. Actually, it's been 20 years since we left. <laughs> I work at Point Loma Nazarene University now. I do some contracting work for the government. I have an opportunity to be with you today, and Pastor Chris was so gracious to, to invite me to be here when he had to be away. You know, we have a great pastor and wife. They are the best. They really are. They are following God's direction. They're building this congregation, and we are blessed. Uh, Bobby and I are members of this church, although we're in other places many times, but we are with you in spirit all the time. Let me tell you about the Word of God. The Word of God is so rich. Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 4, for those of you who brought your Bibles, or if you're on your computer Bible, that's good too. I, I believe in that. Let me tell you about the, the setting for the passage today in Luke chapter 4. So, the Sea of Galilee. Jesus loved the Sea of Galilee. It, there were hundreds of little villages all the way around it. It wasn't the Pacific Ocean, folks. 13 miles long, 8 miles wide, and it was about 900 feet kind of sunk in a basin. And around it were all the hills and the ravines. And the Mediterranean, where all the, the wild seas and the winds would rush through the ravines, and they could create a storm on the Sea of Galilee any time. The sun could be out, and you would have a bitter storm going on. It was crazy. The disciples of Jesus were fishermen. They knew the Sea of Galilee. They were experienced. So Jesus had been teaching before that, he was casting out demons. He was feeding the 5,000. He was teaching. He was healing the sick. And on this particular day, Jesus was teaching, and the hills, people came in, and they, were, they pushed him. He actually had to sit in a boat out on the water. So that's the setting for our passage. And I've invited my daughter, Stephanie, who she and her family are part of the church here, you know them well. She's going to share with us from Mark 4, beginning at verse 35. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Thank you, Stephanie. So the wind is on the water. Jesus said, go to the other side. And they were following. And when the winds blow and you're on the water and you're a fisherman and your boat is maybe 20 feet long, maybe 6 to 8 feet wide, and it's made of wood, there's no escaping the elements. 
These were experienced fishermen. They knew what to do on the water. But when the wind is heaving and blowing and the waves are, are there and the, the boat rises up and then it crashes and the water comes into the boat. This had been going on for some time. Jesus is in the stern of the boat. There's a seat, a little bench, and a cushion. And he is sleeping. He is exhausted. The disciples must have been doing this for, for hours. They knew their lives were in danger. And when they could take it, no more. They yelled over the wind. Teacher, don't you care that we're all about to drown? And Jesus wakes up. And he looks. And he stands and he rebukes the wind and it dies down. Tells the seas to be calm. And then he asks the question. It's a penetrating question. And that's really where our focus of attention today is. Why are you so afraid? Don't you have any faith? Oh, my. Like a tiger going into their heart. They had just witnessed the power of Jesus. They knew he was the Lord. They knew he was God. They'd seen him raise the dead. They'd witnessed all this, and he's there in the boat with them, and yet they're, they're afraid. Why are you so fearful? Don't you have any faith? And today, we're going to take that question from Jesus to our hearts. Why are we so fearful? How is our faith? So why are we so fearful? Well, it's because there are things going on in my life, don't you know? There are the waves of circumstances. There's turmoil. There's too many waves. But to them, Christ says, peace. And then others crop up. Maybe it's the pressures from our, our jobs. Maybe it's the health concerns. We're going through that now as a nation. And the media would like you to be fearful all the time. And they sell us ideas that this, this medicine will make us better, or this one, or this one. Why are we so fearful? And then there's the money concerns. And then there's terrorism, and if that wasn't enough, then there's this war that's going to produce a food shortage of, of some type. Isn't that what we hear about? I'm on my elliptical and treadmill every day. And while I'm there, I read the scriptures and I pray. It passes the time while I'm getting this whole body in whatever shape it can be in. <laughs> and I, when that's done, I turn on the different channels on the TV. Yes, I watch three channels. Because I want to get the complete news. I need this bad news, you know? I really do. Why are we so fearful? We feel battered by the hailstorms of life and the water 
seems to crash into our, our lifeboat, and at times we feel swamped. And we get weary, and we're off balance, and we're uncomfortable, and we're frustrated. Maybe we get seasick. Maybe we get tired of the COVID. So how do you deal with the waves and the pressures and the everyday pain of life? You face it, and I face it. We face it more today than ever. There's no escaping it in this daily life. It's there for every one of us. Are we going to have enough money? Is it going to last? How am I going to finish this course I'm in? What am I supposed to do, God, in the midst of all these, these struggles? But isn't that what life is all about? The waves of life come crashing. And they mount at times and they make us uncomfortable. And we're frustrated and we get seasick. So how do you deal with the pressures and the problems of everyday life? You can withdraw into yourself. You can sink into depression. Maybe you have a trusted friend you can turn to. Are we just going to grit our teeth and bear it? But there seems to always be a storm. Do we just kind of wait until there's a calm? It doesn't seem like it ever comes. But isn't this what life is all about? Isn't this why we've invited Jesus into our lives to be the Lord and the captain of our lifeboat? It is. We don't need to live in the fear of life when we can have joy, when we can have his peace. But we won't see God's smile if we're so busy bailing out the water of our boat. The waves are part of the journey. And there's uncertainty. And there's struggle. And we really wonder if we're going to make it. I know I do. We have to learn to live with them. If our God is in the lifeboat with us, he is Lord of all the elements. We don't need to fear. So turn over in your Old Testaments to Isaiah chapter 43. Let me share with you these verses. Just the first three verses of Isaiah 43. But now thus says the Lord, your creator, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I have given Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in your place. Those words are from the Old Testament. But we have so much more truth in the New Testament because Jesus is the focus. We go through the waters to the other side. And when we come out, God is still there with us to calm us, to calm the storms 
and the winds and to bring peace. I was at a major intersection in a large city and it was a red light. Traffic around me was, we were waiting and then it turned green and I looked both ways as I'm accustomed to do because you never know who's going to come barreling through and true to form, this day, there was a person trying to get through, and they were going very, very fast. The car next to me went f- f- into the intersection, and the car coming the other way, there was a huge collision. And the one car bounced off the other and crashed into my car. I'm sitting still, Larry. I'm behaving myself. And then the authorities were called in, People who were injured were were taken away. I could drive my car. All the report was made. There was someone else responsible. But I had an injured car. You know what that means? It had to go into the shop. Three weeks it was there. I had to get another car. And my peace that day was gone. Shattered. What are the events that are happening in your days? Every one of us have something. And sometimes we have two or three going on all at the same time. And when that happens, we have to remember who gives the peace. When our boat rocks at times and we panic, Christ is there as the Lord of our rocking boat. It's like he puts two giant sea anchors, one at the front of the boat and one at the back, and our boat settles down a little bit. He steadies us. And then he asks the same question of us. Why are you so afraid? Don't you know I have power to calm the storms and to calm you? He says, you're safe with me anywhere, in every circumstance. You're just as safe in the rough times as when he speaks peace. Because he says, I'm there with you all the time. God takes us through the right combinations of waves and storms, and occasionally there's sunshine, to give us encouragement. He teaches us through the delights and the deliverances and the storms of life. We don't need to live in fear of the storm. Whatever the storm in your life is, don't live in the fear. Please. When we have invited Jesus into our life and made him our Savior, when we confess our sins to him and we're doing our best to follow him day by day, folks, we don't need to live in the fear. We need to live in the joy. That's the promise for God's disciples. Stop looking at people. Because friends will disappoint you. Don't look at the events and the things. They will upset you. Don't look at the waves. Look at Jesus. Things may not calm down immediately, but they will. Because he will stabilize us. I want to give to you some practical tools today about how to focus in on Christ. So that when the waves of pressure swamp us and we feel like we're sinking, here are three keys 
that you can hold on to when the pressures of life are there. The first one is to identify the pressures. What's upsetting us? Is it work pressures? Is it the money? What is it that's causing us the problem? And one at a time, we give them back to God. He's the author of all. And if you've made him Lord of your life, you're in great shape. Because you give him the struggle one at a time. How do you kill snakes? You kill snakes one at a time. Now, I don't like snakes. I was running in, in a field one time, and I stepped on a snake, and I kept on running. I could feel it squirming, and oh, I, I hated that. I kept on moving. But you give things back to God one at a time. That's what he wants us to do. God is always there. But in this life, we're not going to be free of the pressure. That's part of the human circumstance. We need to commit these issues to him. Even the vague pressures. But identify them one at a time and give them back to God. Pray specifically and ask God for wisdom and for help. That's number one. The second key is to obey God. To obey him. Life is very complex. Much of it is our fault because we add so much stuff to our schedules. I don't know about you, but I'm a planner. I chart my life out 20 years ahead. And those of you who know me well, you know it's true. And when things don't go well here, I know it's going to affect down the line. And I get all uptight. But we need to obey God with everything. He's given us wisdom, folks. Right, church? He gives us wisdom. We have this wonderful Bible filled with great truth. Do we know what it says? Are we hiding his word in our heart? That's what he urges us to do, is to get these words into our mind and our heart because they'll hold us steady. Obey what he shows you. Obey God. Do what he says. Simplify your life. Even if you have to make some sacrifices, even when you need to make some changes, He'll convince you what it is. And when he puts his finger on it, get rid of it. Give it back to him. One of my favorite authors, he said, too busy? No more. I'm going to plan ahead. I'm going to train others. I'm going to simplify my life. The key is to turn daily my life over to him. I'm going to let him lead me. I don't have to do 20 things. I only have to do one thing. Lord, show me how to simplify. Life is so complex. The work is so multiple. The problems so monumental. I get a handle on one only to have three more thrust on me. I feel so overwhelmed, Lord. Please simplify my life. And Jesus says, dear child, remember the words This one thing I do, 
I press toward the mark of a high calling of God in Christ Jesus. My calling is simple. It is this. Obey me. That's it. You want something huge and theological and, and that will really impress you? It's not going to come here today, folks. It's going to be simple. Identify the pressures. Give them back to God one at a time. Obey God. Do what he says. Simplify your life. Not, Lord, bless me as I do this, but, Lord, what are your plans for me today? We obey God in how he shows us, one by one. The key is simplification. It's turning things back over to him. Identifying the pressures, committing them one at a time back to God. Obey him. Simplify life. And third, come away with God daily. A great saint spent two hours a day in prayer. But then on the busy, crowded days, prayed three hours. Do we spend time in prayer anymore? Disciples, we need to follow our Lord, but how can we do that We have to get into the word and we need to pray. We need to give these things over to him. I know there are constant pressures and the schedules and I know the interruptions, but we need to spend time with God. Listen to what he says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your forbearing spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace shall be with you. Are those good words? Amen. The word of God is full. There's so much for us. Spend some extra moments with God every day. He alone is in control. Let him use the pressures of life to conform us to his perfect will. He promises to do that. Jesus Christ is one who says, peace be still. The waves of life may be crashing into your lifeboat, but do not let them be your focus. Focus on Christ. So that when he says, why are you so afraid? You can say, because I have faith and I'm trusting in you. Is he the captain of your lifeboat? Have you invited him in to be the Lord and Savior of your life? If so, you have great resources available to you. He is there in the boat with you. You can depend on him. God will use the pressures in our life. 
to make us into what he wants us to be. So I have some questions for you. Is Jesus the captain of your lifeboat? If he is, you don't need to have any fear. In what way do you sense Christ's presence with you in the turmoil of life? How are your faith resources for the next journey of life that you're on? He gives us all the resources we need, folks. We need to find them and hold on to them. In what way is Jesus using circumstances to develop you in your spiritual potential, to stretch you? Do you not like being stretched? I don't like it very much. It's kind of painful. But he doesn't want me staying the same. He's trying to develop us and make us stronger. Why does God at times seem to wait before he calms our storms? I've prayed that many times. Why, God? He wants me to place my faith in him and to look to him to give him the pressures of life one at a time. He will calm the storm. He gives us what we need for today. Why is it we allow our focus of attention to drift from Jesus to people and things? That's the world we live in. The world would love us to to want to trust the government. I don't want to trust the government. The world would like us to trust in this product and in this product, and they'll sell us the bill of goods, but only in Jesus Christ is our peace to be found. Is that right, church? Yes. If we have the wrong focus, we are going to have fear in the midst of our problems. I'd like you to bow your heads with me and we're going to pray and we're going to let God do what he wants to do in our lives here this morning. It could be that there are some that would like to pray at these altars. That's why they're here. But I would like you to talk with Jesus right where you're sitting And just listen to what he's saying. Would you give the that 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 thing that's really pressing in on you, would you commit that back to God right now? Allow him to give you his peace. Is there someone here today that would like to make Jesus the Savior of your life? You would like to confess your sins to him and allow him to lead you? If any of you would like to pray today, these altars are open and there are some who would come and pray with you. Feel free to come if if you would like to pray. You are Whatever Jesus is saying to you, would you listen to him and just follow 
his leading. Let him give you the peace. Lord Jesus, these good people here today, they've come because they want your strength. They want your peace. I pray that you would minister to each one. Lord, if there are some who've trusted you in a brand new way today to lead them, would you give them courage to hold on to you and to find faith to see it through day by day. Lord, whatever the circumstances are, we trust in you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for helping us not to fear, but to have faith and to focus in on Jesus Christ. We give you praise, Father. 